What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, early Wednesday, um, July 17th, 2019, and you guys are listening to episode 409, How the Hell Is Everybody Doing? I feel good right now. I feel crisp. My voice feels good. No cigars. I am hanging up my uh, cigar smoking cleats for a while, everybody. I am uh, just going to let the throat clear out for a long time. No more cigars uh, for a little while, okay? That said, I am thrilled, 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 thrilled that Casino Week is over. The fucking disgraceful animals that you see in casinos uh, we have to talk about, okay? We have to understand better why it is that these people are the way that they are. I don't know what it was, but I was at the Borgata from Sunday to Wednesday. Thank you guys for your kind words about the podcast with my dear friend Giannis Pappas. A lot of great feedback from episode 408. Giannis is hilarious and is convinced that I am more Greek than I am Italian, even though my father is 100% Sicilian and my mother is 100% Greek. Giannis cannot handle the fact that I am not fully Greek or he thinks I am because it's my mom or Greek dominates, whatever. Anyway, uh, we had a great time and the feedback of that show was great. So thank you guys so much for listening and your feedback. Uh, I will obviously have uh, Giannis on again. And when I do the new structure with the new TVE, there'll be more guests on TVE. And then the Patreon and everything will be from the Super Fans podcast that me and Jerry are doing, which uh, I'll talk about later. Okay. Um, I was at the Borgata from Sunday to Wednesday. Then I was... it. Where was I? Then I was at Mohegan Sun from Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So I was in a casino basically for seven days. Came home uh, once, you know, to break it up, be with my kids, and just get away from these animals. I don't know what it is about a casino. Someone's always got a fucking limp. I mean, there's something... It's it's like a government experiment. It's like, you ever go to Roosevelt Island in Manhattan? You go on that trolley that goes across the water or whatever. You ever go there... And I went there one time, and I just noticed that it was a lot of people in wheelchairs and disabled that were out there. And I'm just going like, is that like a coincidence? What's going on with this place? Then I go to these casinos, which I used to love casinos. And I love Mohegan Sun. When I was a young young lad at Mohegan Sun, me and two buddies drove out there. And I hit $2,000 on three-card poker when it was a new game. And I bought a Toyota Tracel with that $2,000 or $1,700, whatever it was, after all said and done. And it like was what I drove in, in, in high school. Uh, I like Mohegan Sun better than Foxwoods. Just the lighting, it's a little more like cozy. I don't know. It feels like, a, you know, you don't want to lose your money when it's all bright and, you know, surgical and sterile in a place. You know, if you're going to lose your money, you want to be looking at a stuffed fucking wolf and be on an Indian reservation. At least that's how I look at it. Uh, or I know they're both Indian reservations, but Mohegan Sun makes you feel a little more whatever. You know what I'm saying. So I do like Mohegan Sun, okay? But there were people limping and scooters 
and just drunkness and people staggering. And I'm going, you know what? This is disgusting. It really is. I'm not trying to judge people. I'm not trying to say, oh, Paul, what do you think? You're better than those people? Yes, I am better than those people. I just am. And you are too. If you're listening to this show and you're not one of these animals, um, I've never seen people behave, grown-ups, grown adults behave the way some of these people were behaving. It was actually like mind-boggling to me. Excuse me while I sip my water. It was, it was like really ridiculous to me. And the funniest thing was I started noticing. I'm like, all right, now I need to see how many people have a limp. And there was one guy's leg was clearly longer than his other one. There was another guy who had to like swing his leg around to get it around. And I'm going like, what, what is this? I mean, and then I'm going like, do they just have jobs here because it's like one location? Like why... Why is it like, why is everybody in a casino have a hard time getting around? It's like, don't go to a casino. Have your friends play cards at your fucking house. I mean, people with limps and people, you know, I saw scooters broken down. I saw, you know, walkers everywhere. And so it's just like, I, I never, and again, I'm not trying to judge, but it was, you know, and then of course, you know. You got the low-class women walking around like they've never been in a pair of heels before. I said on stage, I go, some of these bitches are walking around like my, you know, like my grandfather did when he was at the VA hospital, rest his soul. You know, walking around like they're in a tight scuba suit with, with, you know, not able to walk, their knees wobbly. It's just, it's, I'm not going to lie, the older I get, the more I see how gross a casino is. It's just kind of gross. Um, that being said, I had a great time on stage at Mohegan Sun at Comics. Um, although when I tried to go a little long, you know, they wanted me to do 45 minutes. I didn't realize they had a country band waiting on the minute to go on. And I get to like 50 minutes and I literally hear them start playing in the other room. And I felt like I was given an Oscar speech and I had to wrap up. So I just had to get out of there. You know what they're like, hey, wait, wait, hold on, I gotta thank my wife, I gotta thank it. Like, that's, I finished my last joke like that because there was a country music and I guess they had a bunch of fat fucks riding a uh, electric bull. You know, because, you know, if you can't be, cla- you know, whatever. <laughs> if you're not classless enough in a casino, put a drunk fat asshole on, a, on, a, on an electrical bull and watch him fly off that. While people are eating French fries and 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 and, and hot dogs and shit in a, in a Coyote Ugly bar, um, so that was that. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad Casino Week is over. I don't need to see another casino. Did I gamble a little bit? Did I lose a little bit? But the competitive, you know, nature of me is like no no casino is going to take me. Blah blah blah. So I took a little money out. I was playing roulette. I was on my way up stairs. And I was like, let me put $5 on a few numbers. And I played my numbers. And one number, as I'm literally walking away, I see it hits. And uh, it was like a $170 hit right there. So I took like 150 of that, played 25 more bucks. Or I'm sorry, 50 more bucks. And then uh, I made sure that I at least gained... 125 for that night to go upstairs to ease the blow 
<clears throat> so all said and done, seven days in a casino, did not lose too much money, had fun, uh, hung out with a buddy. Um, shout out to Eric Friedman, who is a comic and also the road manager for Sublime. Sublime with Rome. I'm sorry, that's the new name of the band. But yes, Sublime was playing at Mohegan Sun and I got family passes and I basically stood next to the stage and got a free concert for an hour. Me and uh, comedian Brian Bowden. Uh, shout out to Brian. He came, he was hosting the shows at Mohegan. He came with me and we watched that. So that was good too. You know, everything was, it was good. It was nice, but I'm done. You know, I was standing at a roulette wheel at the end of the night, just looking, debating if I was going to play there. And this drunk guy leans into me, right? He just leans into my ear space. He's less than a foot away from me. And he just goes, hey, fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he just put his hands up. And I just looked at him. And then his boy like looked at him and put his hands up like, dude, chill. You got to chill. And I'm going, dude, I'm thinking to myself, if I'm just some, you know, listen, I'm working there. I'm a professional. I'm a grown man with kids. But you don't know me. And if I wasn't that guy, dude, and you're going to come up to me drunk and just say fuck you and then say sorry, you're the type of person that needs to be knocked out hard in front of your friends. You need to wake up in the emergency room, okay, or with smelling salt on the floor of a casino, which would even be a better wake-up call for you. So when your stupid ass says what happens, somebody could say, yeah, you mouthed off to the wrong person and you got knocked out in the middle of a casino, you low-life trash, and then, the, you know... Whatever. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to do it. I just looked at him and I go, what? And he totally stopped and backed down and then he walked away. Guy was completely blacked out drunk. So he didn't know what he was doing. And I'm like, that's a casino in a nutshell. It's just what it is. It's a casino in a nutshell. It's over. I had a great time. Thanks to all the fans at the Borgata. Thanks to all the fans at Mohegan Sun. I did have a good time. I had some nice food. I had some great dinners. Hung out with good people. I'm done. I don't need to see wheelchairs. I don't need to see scooters. I don't need to hear the the sounds of of you know happy slot machines while people are losing their their mortgage. I don't need it anymore. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see a buffet line of cattle um, anymore. I'm good. I'm absolutely good. I don't need to see a watch shop with overpriced watches that some asshole is going to spend four or five grand on because he just, you know, hit money. Instead of going home and paying off his car, he's going to buy a tag watch. It's just, I'm starting to figure out casinos. I'm done. I'm done. That being said, if you got a good casino gig, reach out to my people. Um, (laughs) Let me see. I got somebody wrote me, and I want to write, this is an unacceptable here. And then I will get to my unacceptable, and we will keep going. You guys are listening to TVE 409. Um, will be another Patreon out this week. Also, um, I'll make an announcement at the end about uh, the uh, new new podcast that will be coming. And the restructure of this one, which is kind of in the works. Uh, but don't worry. It's going to be kind of the same stuff. Just I'll tell you about it. So this unacceptable is from Rob. And Rob says, unacceptable calling out a five-year TVE listener who also saw you perform at MSG for wearing orange shorts with dress shoes, uh, identifying the whitest man in the room on the late show Saturday. Rob, I remember you. You were awesome. I've got news for you, Paul. There were about 15 other Roberts in the crowd who drove Priuses to the casino that night. 
I regret not wearing my blue snakeskin hat. Perhaps I'll throw a tracksuit on with a gold chain the next time I have a night out. Trolling, of course. Much love and thanks for a memorable show. Rob, you were awesome. I actually remember you not only because of the interaction, but I remember, because I believe, if, if my memory serves me correctly, um, the interaction that we had during my show was towards the end, and you were just so into the show and laughing and into it, and I remember thinking this guy was cool, and I remember going like, now, you know, let me fuck with him a little bit, because I know, I kind of knew you were a fan, I could tell uh, by the way you were acting, or I was just like, this is the coolest fan who doesn't know me yet and now he wants to be a fan but um yeah totally just fucking with you and thank you so much for coming out thank you for bringing a table out and, and and thank you for listening to tve um for five years brother i really appreciate that and appreciate having a fan uh having a fan like you so uh i do remember you know what good for you orange shorts dress shoes you went for it you went for it you were sitting in the front and i didn't even hammer you too hard on it i was just kind of joking, um, I remember saying that you, I thought your name would be Ethan, yes, I remember, um, okay, taking some shots at me, tracksuit, gold chain, I mean, I didn't quite have that, but now that I think about it, last night, I did have a, uh, a Nike, black Nike, uh, track jacket on, uh, with jeans, not the whole suit, I'm only Italian, and I'm half Italian, I can't go whole suit, you know, when you guys see me going pants and jacket, and the gold chain out. I need you to just call me aside and go, Paul. We need to we need to reel this in a little bit because you're starting to get it's starting to get come out a little too much. But no, um, thank you so much again, Rob. I really appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> look at Rob telling me he's a fan while still standing up for himself. I love it. It's a TVE fan. See, that's the pride. He's a fan, but he's like, listen, you're not going to go at me. There's other assholes in there that were white or super white. And I think Rob was an engineer. I go, what do you do for a living? He said, engineer. I was like, well, that makes sense. You don't look like you work at Subway. There you go, Rob. So I remember you perfectly. And thank you again. Um, here is my unacceptable, everybody. Like I talked about on the podcast with uh, Giannis, I did watch um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things 3. And I enjoyed it. But now there is a... I'm going to get a little excited on this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get a little upset, so bear with me here. So, Sheriff Hopper, if you do watch um, Stranger Things, you know that there's a sheriff uh, in Hawkins. Uh, Hawkins is the town. It's in Indiana. And uh, what's his name? David Harbour or whatever. He, he's the guy who plays um, uh, Sheriff Hopper. They call him Hop. And... You know, in this season, he's a little more out of shape. He's drinking and eating Cheetos on the couch at night. And he's constantly smoking a cigarette. He's constantly smoking during this season. Every time you see him, almost every time, he's burning down a cigarette. And, you know, they do the sound where you hear the, you know, the tobacco crackling and all that stuff. And it's, you know, it's the 80s and whatever. And he's a fat sheriff in Indiana. So... Now there's like apologizing or censorship on Netflix because people complained of the smoking. Guys, this is the times we're living in now. Are you shitting me? Seriously. Are you fucking kidding me? 
right now. It just goes to show that this safe space and safe room mentality, okay, of petting dogs and having fucking pizza parties when you're a little upset and dismissing class when somebody gets elected that you don't like, or if there's a terror attack or a mass shooting, they're going to bring in fucking Labrador retrievers and have a pizza party so everybody could, oh, this is terrible because nobody can. Now you mean to tell me you're watching a television show? that takes place in 1984 and there's a fat sheriff in Indiana who smokes. Of course he's going to smoke. He's a fat sheriff drinking beer, eating Cheetos on the couch in 1984 in Indiana with a bunch of nerds and aliens running around. This guy got almost killed by an alien. He's not going to smoke? Are you shitting me? I mean, give me a break. I'd start smoking if I had like a problem with like a rabbit dog in the fucking neighborhood. I'd start probably smoking, thinking this thing was going to bite people and I was a sheriff. This guy's got aliens and some kind of big monster running around and the guy can't smoke? I mean, is that is that what it's come to where that much of babies now? That you got to go, yeah, you know, we really like it. We watch it. It's a kind of a show, but we really would prefer if he wasn't smoking that much. We really, you know, it's bad. For, it's, it's a character, you, you babies. Unbelievable. I mean, Jesus, well, what do you want them to do? Can't, well, can't they substitute it with, like, candy or, like, food, like other... It's like, shut up. How about we give him a little, you know, cocktail with a, with an umbrella on it every time a guy gets stressed out? He's a smoker. It's 1984. Guy's got, a, guy's got an alien in his town or something that could, like, end the world. You're lucky he's not shooting smack or smoking crack in the fucking corner. You're lucky the only thing the guy's doing is smoking Marlboro Lights and drinking beer, eating Cheetos on his couch. God, that's the least a guy should be doing. And you're going to give him shit in a show? It's 1984? And now Netflix has to censor it? I mean, it's like it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. These are the times, people. These are the times. I know I sound like an old man. I never thought that I would be that. But you know what? Well, my grandfather and father used to say things like, oh, back then and back then. And you'd be like, yeah, well, now it's now. You know? I remember there was a line from Kanye West. This is 06 Kanye West. Not not Kanye West now, but 06 Kanye West when he first broke. And he said, you say back in my day. And he said, well, homie, this is my day. Well, you know what? I get it now. I get it now. You know, when people, when when elderly people say to you, we used to be able to do this, you used to be able to smoke here, movies used to be a dollar, they're not saying it to sound cool, they're saying it to let you know how much times changed and basically how more simple times were and better times were. And yes, you do have to evolve. Yes, you do want times to change for the better. Technology has obviously shown that. Um, obviously, the cost of things is going to go up. So I'm not naive or ignorant to that fact. Okay, I understand that fact for sure. But to be in a time where you have a fat sheriff... I'm going to keep calling him that. I don't care if I repeat myself. I don't care. He's a fat sheriff in Indiana. Okay? If I was a state trooper in Indiana, I would I would have a fucking case of beer in my car. No offense if you're in Indiana, but like, you know, in 1984, Indiana, aliens around, the guy can't smoke a stick or, or, or the guy can't smoke a butt? Give me a break. Give me a break. 
absolutely unacceptable. That's unacceptable. The fact that Netflix is even buying into this shit is ridiculous. I mean, it really is. Like, the fact that Netflix as a streaming service, the amount of people watching Stranger Things, the fact that they're 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 understanding the, the, the complaint. Yeah, you know, you're right. Maybe he is smoking too much. Oh, my God. It's not like the kids were smoking. That would I, that I'd understand more. I'd understand if these little nerds were sitting there playing, you know, D and D, you know, with a butt hanging out of his mouth, and that, you know, that kid Mike. Oh my God! I saw one of the funniest, one of the funniest tweets. Shout out to comedian uh, Carly Aquista. She said something. I gotta find this. This is this was great. This was great. She got me all excited because I read what she said and then I started thinking about it and then I got all excited and that's when I went, but she said something hilarious. What did she say? She said, um, she goes, instead of Netflix censoring smoking on Stranger Things, how about censoring Mike's fucking haircut? Yeah, so so they have all the, you know, the nostalgic shit, right? They got the haircuts and they got this and then they got that. But the, the fat town cop who's a little bit of a rebel and an alcoholic or whatever can't smoke a cigarette. So we could make everything else realistic around this time. But let's let's censor that. You know, what should they have done, Netflix or complainer? Should he have had donuts? And and it's just so stupid and it's it's what we live. I'm, I'm actually really pissed off about it. I'm pissed off about it because now you're going to watch Stranger Things season four and season four is going to be, you know, something, it's going to be all, you know, hey, let's all sit in the writer's room and find out what we're going to do, okay, and then, and then we'll also have another team of writers that can tell us what's offensive and then we could take things out and then redo it so everybody's happy. Ugh, disgusting. All right. I'm, 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 am I done? Did I get it out of my system? Let me think. You know, he, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Okay. Who's doing that? Think about that. Who is honestly watching that going, we need to get Netflix on the phone. There's actually that person. Okay. And I usually don't wish, wish harm on people. Okay. I don't wish harm on anybody, but if you're the person who watched Stranger Things and enjoyed it and just goes, I think they need to cut down on the smoking. Listen, there might be people out there in the country that saw Stranger Things and goes, wow, man, he smoked that whole season. That's fine. I noticed it too. You got to notice it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It made me want to smoke a cigarette just because I used to smoke and I quit. And every time I'm around and I'm never going back to smoking, you know, like I said, you know, I'll have now the occasional cigar much less than I used to, but I'll do that, okay? But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to complain. If I see somebody smoking, I even enjoy the smell. It brings me back. But the person that saw that not only said, oh, wow, he smoked a lot, which a lot of people, including myself, did. They said, let's get Netflix on the phone. Can we start a petition? Can Can we change this? So you understand there's a culture now, and, and here's the other thing. I don't know, it, this whole trolling culture, this whole starting trouble culture, they know they're going to be heard, okay? Because back in the day, if this was 1984 for real and somebody says, shut the fuck up, just shut up and go home, 
you know, and then they go home and they probably, you know, try to make a bomb to kill people or whatever. That, that you know, they were suppressed. Now, they know a network doesn't want, because you could easily just go, oh, network promotes smoking, even though X amount of people die per year, and then it looks like Netflix. It's, it's almost like even the network gets put in a bad situation. These are the worst people ever. These really are the worst people that, that exist today are people that sit around and they find things to complain about. I hope these people come to my comedy show. I hope they come to my comedy show. I hope they come up after. That's why that woman, that woman, and shout out to her. I wish I had her name. That woman that came to see me at Laugh Boston, she listened to my special needs joke, my movie theater joke. She listened to it, okay? She has a son with Down syndrome. She showed me a picture of him and she said, I love the joke and I didn't find it offensive because she listened. She listened and she understood what I was saying and she understood that there was more depth to the, uh, depth to the joke. But I want the lady who heard me say the joke come up and go, you really shouldn't do that and I'm going to complain. I want it because I will destroy them verbally and let them know that they don't fucking listen and they're just stupid. I mean, I can't believe how this stranger thing got me going. I'm, I'm sorry, okay? But you're going to sit here and tell me that it's unrealistic for a 1984 fat sheriff in Indiana to smoke a fucking butt when there's a gigantic monster that, that can end civilization as they know it and this fat guy is in a small district or whatever. He, he's sitting there eating Cheetos, not to mention he's got some half-alien daughter who can close a door with her mind and her nose, nose is bleeding all the damn time and people are looking for her. Okay, this guy's got to go out and buy fucking waffles every week for this chick. I mean, give me a, what are we doing here? What are we doing over here? Yeah, I really wish they would, oh my God. I hope Netflix listens to this. Somebody at Netflix listen to this. Wake up and be like, ma'am, it's a movie or a show, okay? You could lie. He's not even really inhaling. It's just what they did in the 80s. He's a fat cop in Indiana in 1984 with aliens going around. Cut the kid some slack. All right. Now it's out of my system. You know, they're going to ruin shows. It's not out of my system yet, by the way. It's not out of my... They're going to ruin shows. They are. They're going to ruin shows. So what's going to happen? Are they going to do a series about the 80s in Miami and everybody's going to be blowing cocaine? Everybody's going to be snorting blow? You know, everybody's going to be driving around exotic cars? You know, guys are going to be, you know having eight balls with them all the time and this and that and probably blowing lines off their dashboard of their, you know, 1991 white Porsche Carrera or whatever. And it's going to be a great series on TV about either, you know, trying to stop the drugs or and somebody's going to go, yeah, I really like the show, but it's a bad message. I live in Miami and that's not how it is. But it's like, shut up. Let's remake Scarface where instead of dealing... You know, cocaine. He's 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 a candy shot. He he owns candy. He does it with candy. Because where does it end? All right, I gotta move on. I got a deer problem. We'll move on to this. Um, but I, I Stranger Things three was good. I want to know what you guys think about it. All right, here's my deer problem, guys. I um. I had the 4th of July party. A deer walked up to us towards the end by the fire. 
We fed the thing like a box of graham crackers. Hand fed this thing. We were petting this thing behind her ear. She's a sweet girl. She's probably only, I think, with the mating season and everything, I believe they're born around January. That would put her January, February, March, April, May, June. June. Yes, yeah, so she's she's going on probably almost eight months old. She's big, probably a couple hundred pounds. Um, looks like a pony right now, whatever. Big pony, though, like big. And uh, we fed her. We fed her by the fire. We were petting her ear. She was timid, but she was great. She was hanging out with us. Somebody reminded me today that she actually walked away to take a piss and then came back to us. That's the class of this deer. This deer got class. I swear to God, I'm, I'm about to do- adopt this bitch. You're going to come to my house. You're just going to see, you know, you're just going to see a grown-up Bambi sitting next to Lloyd in my living room. I love this thing. So I pulled into my driveway last night. I put it on Instagram too. It's on my Instagram and it's on my, uh, I think it might be on my um, it's on my Instagram for sure, but I pull into my driveway and she's not afraid now, you know, obviously she's not afraid. She, I hand fed her like we were hand fitting her bricks of graham crackers and she's just looking at me and I'm in my car, headlights are on her and instead of running, which they all do, this bitch was just like, oh, this dude's home. Maybe this dude's got cookies. All right, so not only I, I probably gave this I probably gave this deer diabetes. Okay, I, I'm just giving this thing honey graham crackers. I'm giving this thing, and <laughs> she's just walking towards me with her head down, all timid. Now I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not getting out of my car, because God forbid. Let's just say, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm gonna sit in my car and wait it out because if I get out and she hears another deer, or if Lloyd pops his head out the window, sees her looking at me or coming towards me, he's going to wake up the whole house, his bark is going to make her run, and I'm not having her run into me and having her kick or, you know, sometimes you never know what they could do, they're super strong, or she's going to run into my car, break shit, so I'm just like waiting this thing out, and sure enough, she starts walking up to the window, like walking up to me, it was nuts, and then all of a sudden I heard her I saw her look up in like intensely look up my driveway and she saw something and her back went up and her neck and that's when she became a wild animal again and she just ran up and I was glad because I was like, oh shit. So I was scared too. My cat was out there. So I get out of the car. I start walking up the walk. Me and the cat are walking in and she just looked at me and I saw her glowing eyes and she's looking at me like, dude, you got a, you got a sleeve of Oreos or something and I didn't have anything. But now I got a problem with this deer because... You know, I can't be going to a bakery or a cookie shop for this deer because, you know, I, I mean, I gave her graham crackers, She, you know, I, or I could just blow her mind and I could just have the coolest deer in the world and just start baking her cookies and shit and just having her live out there. But I don't want to, you know, but I mean, she was probably throwing up in the woods because we gave her half a box of, I feel bad for her now because now like her family, her mom, they're all chewing grass and she's looking at them like, fuck this, dude, I got the grass I felt you know I'm gonna give this thing a cannoli and really blow its mind (laughs) Uh, all right where are we now 30 something minutes in um what do we got here oh I went to shout out to the new stand 
Shout out to uh, Paul Italia, Chris Italia, David Kimowitz, uh, Patrick Milligan, who books the room. The stand has been out of business for 13 months and reopened last night. They asked me. I was the first person to ever perform at the old stand six years ago. And they wanted to keep tradition going. And they said, hey, Paul, um, would you want to host the, the show? And I was like, I got to be honest with you, I haven't hosted in a long time. They're like, no, no, we don't want you to host always. Will you just come down here and do that for this? It'd be a great thing, a tradition. I said, you know, I'd be honored to. Show was incredible. It was me. It was uh, Derek Gaines. It was Dan Soder. It was Ari Shafir. It was Mark Norman. It was Dusty Slay came in to run his uh, Tonight Show set. Um, who else was it? Judah Friedlander. It was, um, who else was on this show? Jessica Kearson. Uh, it, it was just it was just a great night. The room is amazing. They got a 70-seater upstairs in the restaurant area with a huge ceiling-to-floor glass seal so you can't hear anything and you could still be eating and there's a show going on. And then downstairs, the main room is like double what the old stand was. Looks just like it. Low ceilings, wide. Amazing. So it's going to be a great, you know, it's going to be a great, uh, you know, it's going to be a great room, great for New York comedy, and, uh, you know, it was great to, to be there. So I'm doing this thing now, wanted to talk to you guys about with, um, uh, at night now, I'm watching, I'm watching these horror movies. I'm on this horror movie kick. So I'm going to like Netflix, and I'm like, I'm Googling, like, best streaming horror movies. Now, I don't mean horror movies like you think. I'm not looking for... I like I like murder shit. I like, like, drama. Okay? So I'm not going to, like, gore and cutting heads off and, you know, clowns with blood on their face and all that stuff. I'm not, I'm not looking for that. I like, like, this one I saw. I saw a couple. All right? And I'll, I'll go through these with you. Please, guys, send me... For, uh, to Unacceptables for TVE. Send your Unacceptables too, for sure. But send me, like, horror movies are good, but don't send me, you know, I don't want to watch some guy eating a leg. I don't want that shit. I don't want the blood. and all. I mean, I, I could do that if the story's good, but I watched this movie, Hush. Hush is about a deaf author. Um, So she basically is just... She has to go by, like, vibration. She has, you know, obviously sign language. And she's, like, secluded in the woods. And her neighbor comes over to talk to her about her book and all this stuff. And anyway, there's an intruder. And the intruder finds out that she's deaf. And he's just fucking with her. And he's like, I'm not going to come in yet. She finally sees him. And she, he's like, I'm not going to come in yet. I'm going to come in when you're begging to die. And it, it gets nuts. And it's intense because she can't hear. So the way that the, the, the cinematography and the camera stuff was like, she had to just look. Her eyes were everything. And so it was like all her other senses had to take over. And this dude was just evil. And it was nuts. And it was intense. So that one was good. I would recommend seeing that one. All right. Um, my wife is texting me, of course. Uh. 
what what is uh, what is she I love my wife to death but it's so funny like um she sends me random shit about something and uh oh boy all right she just sent me something scary about how parents need to watch out for things um all right sorry about that i literally was looking at a text during the show but it was kind of weird because I'm talking about horror movie stuff and my wife just sent me something that was um, pretty scary and it's for parents to watch out and look out for their kids. And I'll actually tell you what my wife just sent me because I think it's actually, at first I wasn't going to say anything about it, but it's I have an audience here and if it helps anybody, then that's what we need to talk about. But here we go. Hudson Valley mom warns of child abduction attempt at supermarket. A mother is warning about a possible child abduction attempt outside of a Hudson Valley supermarket. Wow, I'm looking at the supermarket, and that is the supermarket by where my mother lives up in Wappinger Falls, New York. Um, the mother said the white masks the men were wearing looked like hospital masks, but much bigger and wider. The mother said the van took off before she could get a good look at the license plate, but she contacted New York State Police and later spoke with an officer who took down the information. Jesus. A spokesperson for New York State Police confirmed to Hudson Valley Post they investigated the following mother's report. Troopers researched the area but couldn't find anything. Upstate uh, Hannaford reached out to state police to make it clear they do in fact have video cameras at that location. Police determined if the fish would be helpful, blah, blah, blah. A Hanover spokesperson told Hudson Valley Post, please go through the uh, police. Any further details? Yeah, man, that shit is scary. That shit is scary. Like, when you go out to the... Everybody should always... And I mean, I know I'm not saying shit that people don't know. But look, I do have an audience here. And people that listen to my show, I know that they have kids. Um, you know, like... You feel like that shit doesn't go on anymore or whatever, but like that's when you that's when shit happens. Like, um, I was in Dick's Sporting Goods and I was in one aisle with sneakers, and my son went in another aisle, and I'm like, "Yo, Lucas, get over here," because you just don't know. You just you just it's just it's scary shit. It's just bizarre that as I'm talking about this this woman in this movie, my wife just texted me that it was like weird timing and and scary at the same time. Anyway, um. So watch your kids, of course. Uh, I used to laugh when I was like, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? I remember like, I remember like watching that being like, of course they know. Like it's 10 o'clock. But I was like young. <laughs> um, so Hush was a good one. Hush was a good one. It was intense. Then I saw something that literally um, really disturbed me. And it was this movie called Gerald's Game. Okay? Now, Gerald's Game is about a guy who goes, like, to their upstate house by the water or whatever, their, their home on the water, to spice up his sex life with his wife. Okay? So, apparently, this guy's always had this kind of fetish where he wants to tie his wife up with, like, handcuffs and shit and do, like, you know, just you know, kinky shit with his wife, and she's, like, down for it at first, but then it gets weird, and then long story short, I'm, this is a spoiler alert, so you could uh, fast forward up, like, 10 minutes, 
Because then I'm going to shit on the last and final horror movie that I saw. But, so, this dude takes a couple Viagra and handcuffs his wife to the bed. Starts getting a little rough. She starts crying, says, stop, stop, stop. They get into a big fight. While they're fighting, this guy has a heart attack, drops dead on her. She kicks him off the bed. He falls down. He cracks his head on the floor, and he's just bleeding, and he's laying there dead. But then as she's looking at it and she's there for hours, he gets up and starts talking to her, but the body is still on the ground. So there's two of them. And now uh, the, 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 it's a figment of her imagination. But then another version of her is there and that's like her survival thing. So it's like this guy saying, you're going to die here. And her saying, no, we need to survive. And I'll just tell you this, ma'am. Some of the most gruesome, violent, wild shit, disturbing childhood shit memories. This one was, I don't know if you saw Gerald's Game or not. This one is not for somebody like this disturbed me, man. I had, I'm not going to lie. I was watching this movie. I think my OCD kicked in. I had a full-fledged anxiety attack during this movie. This shit fucked me up. And no, I was never... Never anything like that. Like, not molested. There was a scene, like, when she was a little girl, something happened. No, nothing like that should happen to me. Uh, Thank God. Nothing like that. But it just, you know, just having kids and seeing what can happen and seeing the evil and the memory she had while she's tied up there and she can't get out and her arms are swelling up and shit. I'm getting anxious just talking about this right now. Um, And then the ending. And then there's a little bit of a twist. Not much, but just weird. So... Anyway, that was Gerald's Game. And then the third movie was a movie called uh, Wait for Further Instructions. And this movie, I thought, sucked. It was uh, a British family around Christmas. The son and his Middle Eastern girlfriend come and there's already conflict. Like, are they going to accept her? And uh, there's the grandfather sitting there who says, like, politically incorrect shit. And she goes at him. And the sister's like, don't talk to my, don't come to our house and talk to our grandfather like that. And he's like, look, this was a bad idea. First thing in the morning, we're going to leave. They pack up to leave early in the morning. They open the door and there's this black coating, like metal. They can't get out. Then they go to the windows and it's all over. And the whole entire house, this black, basically metal, you know, fortress around the house that they can't get out and then shit just starts going awry and the tv starts giving them messages and they think it's a government thing and people are being quarantined so they listen to what the tv's saying and uh i should have just turned it off after the after the black thing was around the house it just got whatever and then i'm like oh we'll see where this goes and the ending was one of the most ridiculous dumbest i'm like i stayed up till two o'clock in the morning to watch this stupid shit so the Verzi effect gives the approval to Hush and Gerald's game if you're if you if you could stomach it. Gerald's game is wild in the words of Giannis Papas. It's crazy. Um, but this wait further instruction sucked. So there you have it. I normally don't review horror movies on the show, but I just been on a kick lately and I figure I'll give my listeners, you know, something there to to go with because it, it's just um you know I, I like like I, like I said I don't I like the 
But there's another one, he's out there. And it's like a babysitter holding a flashlight looking out there with that. Is anybody there? Look. And it's like, of course he's there. And he's going to torture you for two hours. And you're either going to end up dead at the... See, that's the other thing, too. These movies are mimicking themselves. I was also going to watch that Stanley Tucci movie, The Silence. And then I'm like, oh, basically you mean another quiet place? Except these things don't run. They fly. It's it's They're just running out of shit. They really are. They're just running out of shit. Um... So, I will let you guys know. But send me anything to Unacceptables for TVE. And, um, there you go. I will, uh, now I want to tell you guys about the new podcast. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Jerry Ferrara and I are starting a new podcast. We are going to make an announcement on the network we're going to be on and all that stuff. And we're going to do it from a studio in New York City. And it is going to be called The Super Fans Podcast. And the Super Fans podcast is going to be sports, but it's no, you know, it's opinions. It's it's basically by fans, for fans, our opinions. No, you know, pro, you know, we're going to have guests and stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be a serious show. It's going to be a scheduled show. Then we're also going to have Patreon editions of that. And it's getting very close right now. We're in the final contract stages and all that stuff. So when it's official, official, I will let you know. But that's what's going on with that. So here's what's going to be going on with the podcast with the Verzi Effect. Verzi Effect is going to stay the same. I may shorten it just a little bit. But I'm going to probably have a lot of guests and do live shows from comedy clubs too. But we'll still talk about the same stuff, unacceptables and all that. So that's what's going to go on with this show. And then we're going to have the sports show and the Patreon show, which is going to be extra content of the sports show. But not just sports. I mean, yes, it's going to be sports, but we're going to be talking, having a good time and doing all that stuff too. So that that's kind of where we stand now. And everything is being um, worked on. So you guys are uh, now in the know. Okay. So that's uh, that's how it's going to be. Sports, I don't know. I, you know, Yankees are still winning or, you know, right there where they've been. I'm excited about the young Knicks, but I don't have to get into that. Um, I'm excited about what the Giants are going to do, but you can't get into that because this is a really weird week time of sports. No football, no basketball. Baseball is still kind of in the dog days of summer, so it's kind of like, ah, eh, nobody cares. I'm not a hockey guy, and that's not even going on. Um, the the women's soccer won, and uh, I got to tell you that Megan Rapino signing that kid's autograph. I didn't want to like hate on it, but when I saw her literally not look at him once, I was like, "Oh, she's an attention seeker." That's really what it is. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Megan Rapino was was, you know, and this is not a there's nothing to do with her saying what she said about going to the White House. There's nothing to do with anything political, okay? So try to separate that. You guys know where I stand. You know I can do that. I have the ability to do that. I can do that. I've learned how to do it. I have not talked politics on my on my social media for years. It's been amazing. I, I don't argue with these people. You guys know my stance. I think they're both sides are crazy. All that shit, right? Um, but... I do think that that this woman, Megan Rapino, from what I've seen, is like very into herself. I think the way she acted, she could say whatever she wants about the White House. And that's her all power to her. Somebody was saying that too. I think it was Francesca. Somebody was saying like, yeah, she could say whatever she wants. If she says she doesn't want to go to the White House, she could say that. It's America. She's got the right to say that. 
all that stuff. But like, apparently she's cursing at every celebration. Apparently she's like, you know, she's just all into herself. And I get it, but it's just like she made it a lot about her. But the the autograph to the kid, where the kid literally came up to her, she did not make eye contact with the kid. She signed this ball and handed it to him like, there you go, you piece of shit. Now get away and stop bothering me. So that's the only knock that I have on that. And, uh, oh, well, you know what? Speaking of women's sports, when I was at Mohegan Sun, the WNBA plays games there. And I saw Brittany Grenier and uh, Diana Tarazi in the, in the casino just hanging out. And it was pretty nuts. So you saw, like, a lot of these, like, six foot seven female WNBA uh, athletes. And it was pretty cool. And some of them I recognized in there. Um, and, of course, I'm not going to go to the game because the WNBA is... I mean, it's just hard for me. I'm not going to lie. It's when you watch the, it's just hard to watch, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. And I'm not trying to sound sexist. I'm not trying to sound like a dick. You know, if my daughter played it, obviously I'll, I'll be into it and stuff. But like, it's hard to watch like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But what I, it's just, <laughs> I'm sorry, as I'm thinking of this, I'm like, this could be a bit, but it's hard to watch like an NBA player dunk from the three-point line, you know, just like put it through his legs and just yoke it on some dude's head with his balls and some guy's mouth and everybody's going nuts and then go to like a half-empty arena where, (laughs) you know, you're watching like, you know, you're just watching like shots. It's just, it's just not the same. So if you're going to say I'm a dick, I'm going to be like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Steph Curry could flick his wrist from half court and go in. Not to mention that, you know, DeAndre Jordan could dunk with his dick. I'm sorry that that's a little more exciting than, than you know, I just don't watch it. I don't watch uh, women's basketball. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. Um, okay. <laughs> what else? But I'm, I'm, I mean, I would be into it. Like, watch, I'm going to coach my daughter's thing and stuff like that. So I guess what I'm saying is if, if I had something vested in it, but it's really tough to, and it does suck that, like, it's in smaller arenas that are empty. That's all I'm saying. I'm just not into it. Look, guys, I'm not going to sit here and defend why I don't watch the WNBA when it's hard to, when the men are doing shit that you couldn't even fathom before. Um, but Paul, that's, they, they're doing what they could do. I know. And it's just not that exciting. That's really just the truth of it. Uh, (laughs) let's go to plugs, everybody. I am so excited. I got to tell you guys, I'm so thrilled with, uh, how the hour is coming along, how the, the, the new hour is. And, um, it's, we're at almost a full hour now without doing anything from the special, and I like this material better, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Thank you for everybody for coming out. And I'll say this, I will not disappoint you if you come out. I'm, I will give you everything that I have, and I'm telling you, and look, you know, I, I, I know it's hard to say shit like this without being arrogant. I'm not saying it in an arrogant way. But I'm just loving this material. I'm having so much fun with it. And I know it's better and more personal than the last special. And the last special did well. And I'm very proud of the last special. So come out to these shows. I'm also going to be going out to L.A. doing some big podcasts. I'll let you guys know uh, which ones I'm going to be on out there. But um, come out to the shows. Uh, What do we have on deck? I will tell you what we have on deck here. We will be, I will be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
um, at the Pittsburgh Improv on August 15th through the 18th, okay? 15, 16, 17, and 18, I will be at the Pittsburgh Improv. You can go to the uh, improv, uh, pittsburghimprov.com. You could go there. New York, you guys know, uh, this one is going to be special to me and uh, maybe one of the most I've looked forward to ever performing anywhere ever, uh, Gotham Comedy Club, New York City, September 27th and 28th. Uh, I, oh, I will also be at the Funny Bone in Albany. I'll be at the Funny Bone in Albany September. Hold on, hold on. I got a. This was this was a recently added one here. So I will be in Albany September thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. Okay, so. It's going to be Pittsburgh, August 15th through the 18th. Funny Bone in Albany, the 13th of September through the 15th of September. And Gotham Comedy Club, September 27th and 28th. Okay, and then we have some uh, some other stuff. Syracuse in October, the Houston, um, the Houston Improv in, um, in November in Texas and all that stuff. So you could check those dates. Please come out to the show and enjoy yourself. I really appreciate you guys. The Verzi Effect fans are the most loyal, the best. Just growing, just getting stronger, and we're about to take things to another level right now. So we are alive and well. I have another Patreon out with uh, with somebody this week. So you'll have the, the second extra content uh, this week. And, um, and there you go. That's it. So did we cover everything? Yeah. I think I made my point with the Stranger Things. I know I got into that a little too much. And that's it. Stay away from casinos, guys. You're not going to win. You're not going to win and you're going to get depressed. All right? Unless you go to a really nice one in Vegas and you're willing to say, hey, you know, I'm going to lose 1000 tonight. That's what my neighbor Jeff does. He's just like, I'm going to lose 700 to 1000 but that's what I'm paying for for the entertainment. I don't do it like that. Okay, I lose 250, 300, I'm ready to puke and I start thinking about what I could have bought with that and then I go and I get depressed and I wake up like I have a like I'm like I'm in a guilt hangover, but except it's for the money I lost. Um so there you go. Stay away from casinos. Watch Stranger Things. Don't comment about the smoking. Just enjoy the cigarettes. Um don't feed deer a box of <laughs> A box of graham crackers. Uh, I mean, this is gonna be the, the diabetes deer over here. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna have a deer with diabetes. That's the name of this episode, diabetes deer. Um, and uh, yeah, check out those horror movies. Hush, you'll like Gerald's Game. And I hate to say this, I'm not trying to be a dick. I, you know what's funny is one time I reviewed on one time I did a review on the show. It was was a game night card night. Poker night. Was it poker night? Yes. And um, hold on a second. Let me, let me, I'm going to try to find this for you because I think I told you guys, I did a review of a movie. Was it called poker night? Hold on. Poker night. They did a two and I wasn't in it? Damn it. Yes. So poker night was a 2014 crime thriller. Did okay too. It got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was pretty good. I actually really enjoyed it, actually. It was better than pretty good. I actually remember loving it and reviewing it. And the director of it, 
the director of it reached out and said, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. So believe it or not, there are people listening. So I don't want to shit on, you know, await further instructions. But I have to be honest. The ending of that movie just got so ridiculously sci-fi and fake. And I'm just the type of guy that when I watch a movie, I just want it to be like, could that be? Could that happen? You could be a deaf author in the middle of the woods and have an intruder come in and have to like use your other senses and do like that could happen. You could have a husband tie you up to a bed and then you want to get out and then he has a heart attack and drops dead on top of you while he's got a heart on with Viagra. You kick him off, he cracks his head open and now all of a sudden you have a mental breakdown because you can't get the keys to the cuffs. That potentially could happen, but this shit couldn't. So that's the only reason why I say it. But if, if the Poker Night guy is listening, you did Poker Night 2 and I didn't get a cameo? Man, I'm about to be in a big motion picture, buddy. I would have done it. I could have done it. Now I just sound like I'm asking to be asking for roles. Hey, listen, if there's any directors on this thing, okay, put me in it. I'll <laughs> Guys, this has been 409. I'm Paul Verzi. Giannis Papas gets mad when I say this is the Verzi effect. I'm Paul Verzi, so I'm going to do it a lot. Thank you guys so much for listening. I had a good time on this one. I hope you guys did. It went quick for me, so I'm hoping that it was a good listen for you. And um, there you go. You'll get more. There'll be more guests. Check out the new Patreon coming out this week. And um, there'll be more announcements on the next podcast. Take care. I am out of here. Go Knicks!